So we are live, episode two of wow. our podcast. Well, we actually got some people listening, didn't I we? I know, I was delighted. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because we really had no idea, did we? Not when we started it, and it's uh, it's really sort of quite strange. You know, we had over 100 plays, it was 101 and counting which is really nice that people were interested in about the... And I think people are interested in the 80s and music and it reminds them and one story leads to another. And so, what have you been up to since episode one? Musically? Yeah, yeah well, musically I've been to see the Kaiser Chiefs. I don't like the Kaiser Chiefs. I know, you tell me that. Tell me why you don't like the Kaiser Chiefs. I, I don't know. I sort of, like, I think of them as... Oh God, this is a criticism. A poor man's XTC and that's awful. I know, I know. I wish you can't see my face here. I'm just looking like, what? I've seen them live. I saw them live supporting Paul McCartney in uh, the uh, Liverpool City of Culture gig. And do you know what? I enjoyed the show and it was fine. It was all right. But I've never paid for any of their music, be it in a download or anything like that. So I don't like, it's just I'm sort of like, take it or leave it but I've never felt any sort of passion or God I must go and see Kaiser Chiefs at all yeah I, I don't understand I mean my brother hates Kaiser Chiefs as well don't get it and I don't I don't I don't know I just think they're magic life absolutely magic I love every minute of it they're my second favorite band I think yeah um, and I just, I don't know how much of it is the Leeds thing as well. Yes. And obviously I went to see them at Leeds United at Elland Road. That's so there's right. something really special about Kaiser Chiefs at Elland Road. Because it is all tied up with Leeds. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, but I love it. I love the tunes. I love the harmonies. I love the energy in it. And I love all the, you know. Oh, there, no, there is, there is quite a bit. I find it quite punky. Yes. I, I can sort of, I can sort of see that. Because I, I, you sort of think about bands where sort of the people really like them and you go, so why don't I like them? Is it just me? Because sometimes it is, you mm-hmm. know? And I think it might be the Leeds connection because I haven't got, a, we haven't really got a football connection with Evan. There's no Evan bands. I can think of Scouse bands, hundreds of them. Echo and the Bunnymen, Pale Fountains, the list goes on and on. Pete Wiley. Pete Wiley though, Liverpool supporter, you know? Do you know what? I saw an article this week that somebody shared an article. Unfortunately, I didn't read it saying what ever happened to Pete Wiley. <sighs> Do you know? I mean, I, I didn't read it. I, like. have, I have seen him. The last time I saw him, he was at the... The Mighty War, we should say, for well, anyone the, who doesn't well, know. Not only yet, the Mighty War. Exactly, yeah. And also, he had Shambiko say war. He had... There was like there was him and uh, the Spiz guys that all had different sort of connotations of their their, uh, their group. But I saw War with Theatre of Hate and the Alarm all on one bill. Theatre of Hate. I know Kurt Brandon. Do you believe in Westworld? Didn't <laughs> Kurt Brandon become a taxi driver in Brighton? <laughs> he might have done. That. I'm sure I am. So uh, my first love had a Theatre of Hate tattoo. Yeah. It was only tiny. And I used to go on about how awful it was. And uh, he sent me a photograph once. <laughs> and uh, and you know, he'd, uh, he took a pen to the little tiny tattoo. It was only a tiny little oh, theatre of hate tattoo. God. And Pete Wiley, Pete Wiley was there. And I remember I had a quick chat with him because he had a mutual friend, which is my late, sadly departed pal, Colin Vernkum, who was black, wonderful life. And I remember telling Colin and his brother that... He um, was your friend? Colin, yeah. Yeah. Straight in the sunshine. No need for and hide. 
Well, I met him through Rob Peters. Rob Peters was his drummer. Rob was in everything with the girl. Rob's a lovely bloke, really. Still plays music. Looks like John Lennon now. Just looks like him. And does a few Peters plays Lennon's gigs. But uh, through uh, Peter, uh, through Rob Peters, I got to meet, got to know Colin and his brother Rick. Colin was a red. Rick was a massive blue. And football, I can tell you a quick football story linking mm. Colin Burncombe. Mm. When the last Champions League final was on, not the, about the one, you know, the Istanbul one. Yeah. And I, I'm not a Liverpool supporter at all. But no, it was you're, the never, time, you're never saying you're But it was the blue. only time from a, from a football gig I was involved in the Liverpool game. And what happened was he was playing, the, Colin was playing the Roscoe uh, in Leeds. And he was waiting until the concert had finished before he went on. And he was at the back of the order and he was watching it. And of course, Liverpool went 3-0 down. And he thought, do you not forget it, I'll go on, do the gig. And so he's doing the gig and I'm, keep, I'm at the back telling Colin what the score was. And he got a 3 all, and he went, we're back in 3 all. it's going to go in. I'm going to miss it all. And he's still doing a really good gig, <laughs> all right? And then it got to penalties. And I'm at the back because I, I was helping him with his merchandising. So I was with the merch. And I was stood up, and I'm keeping an eye in the corner where there's a telly, and I'm going thumbs up for a goal, and, and he's mid trying to play play this song, watching out for me, and I can't remember. It wasn't it wasn't Wonderful Life, definitely, or Sweeter Smile, but he was like, you know, it might have been everything's coming up roses. In fact, I'm sure it was, which is quite appropriate. And I'm going for penalty, and then the final penalty, you know, decider. I went. Thumbs up, they've done it. Liverpool have won the championship. And he had to go, and he could see his face was just yeah. grimacing. And he got through to the end of the song, and he stood up and he went, they've done it, haven't they, Phil? And I went, yeah. And it was the only time, it was the only time I've really celebrated Liverpool goal with Colin at the back, cheering and me feeding him all the way through this oh, set. Oh, wow, that's such a great story, Lovely, Phil. he's a lovely, lovely guy. I so, mean, it's not, what is it, a year since he died? Something maybe like about that. two and a half years. How that would, must have been terrible because it was car crash, It was, it? he was on the way to record was he a... he in Ireland? Yes, that's it, he was in Southern Ireland. He was on. He was, he was flying into Dublin to, he used to do some uh, musical workshops, you know, writing workshops with mm. Gary Clark, who was leading with Danny Wilson. Who they good friends. Oh, what Mary's press? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, Danny, Danny, Wil Danny Wilson. Yeah. So he was right. So he was going to see him, and I'd last seen him play at Otley, and I met him at Otley, and you know we we'd sort of always catch up. I must have seen him about a dozen, fifteen times, Colin. I got to know him and his brother Rick, and uh, he was about. He was driving to the airport, and he was in a crash, and he never came out of the coma. It was really sad. They, the night he died, Howard Jones was a lovely. Did a lovely version. Mm. Of who's on tour of Wonderful Life, and he went, just want to say, you know, this yeah. is how, this is it. So really sad, you know, gone too soon. But bringing it back to Pete Wiley, I say, I say him to Colin. It was about a couple of weeks later, and I went, oh, I was with Pete Wiley a couple of weeks back. He said to say hi, and Colin, they were both in hysterics. It was the big Scouse injure, and they went. Did he try and sell you the story of the blues? Because he was like, that's what he would do. Let's <laughs> tell you the story of the blues. Try to stop 
keep Riley doing. Yeah. Still, still writing. He still does. He did a really big song, "Heart as Big as Liverpool," that nearly got taken up by by Anfield. Is is a, a right. song. It's a really good track. Uh, and still sort of playing. He's a uh, yeah. He, he's a sort of uh, larger than life physically now as well. Mm. Big is old, it, big old he, boy, is big Pete Wiley. He is. He is. But he was good. But there was him, and there was Theory of Hate, and then the final act was The Alarm, all in one night, yeah. all in one gig. Was it The Alarm that had Mike? Mike Peters. Mike Peters with the terrible hair. Mike Peters with the terrible hair. Yeah. But I'm he... getting confused with Flock of Seagulls, but no, it was oh. no, they both had They both had terrible Flock of hair. Se- Flock of Seagulls came in my, back to my pizza restaurant. <laughs> no! Flock of Seagulls, I promise you, <laughs> Flock of Seagulls came in. And the guy with the ridiculous hair. It was ridiculous. That I mean, went my hair off was at angles. But it was crazy. It went, hair. it went off at angles like, you know, nothing. Yeah. There, yeah, when we talk, I wish you had a photo of you. And I remember that's, that's a decent 12 inch single, actually. That goes on forever. So this isn't to do with 80s music or music, but that when you were telling that story about you and Colin uh, from Black, it made me think about, I don't know if this is an apo- apocryphal, is that how you say yeah, it? Yeah, apocryphal yeah, tale. So. <laughs> so I've no idea whether this is true or not, but I really like it. It's a story of uh, Sean Bean or Seen Bean. As Sean calling. Bean. Seen Bean. I have a Sean Bean story. Have you? Oh, yeah. excellent. Well, Seen Bean apparently is playing, is, is in Macbeth. Yes. Right, at, at Sheffield, at the Crucible at Sheffield. And uh, Blades uh, in the FA Cup, right, and they're like, you've got to go on. So yeah, he yeah. says to someone, you've got to, you know, you, can you give me the score as, as we can, as you we know, so on. one of the other parts, I don't know, Banquo yeah, or yeah, something, yeah. right. Uh, he says, as you come on, so uh, he's in the middle of, um, he's in the middle of one of the, I know, you know, it's it's not which bloody man yeah. is this, but it's, yeah. you know, one of the big speeches or something, he's in the middle of it, and then someone comes on as, as a foot soldier or something, and uh, Blades has scored, so he taps two fingers on his arm, and then one finger, <laughs> which means that Blades have scored, right, and apparently in the middle of the speech, he goes, yes! <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine Sean being, doing that. My strangest group of people, this yeah. was in the early 90s, but in the 90s I had a friend who was a Premier League linesman. I used to go, guests of the match officials. Yeah. What a joy. And there's loads of stories I can tell. But one story, just 30 seconds. I was in a group, this was the group of four people. Sean Bean. <gasps> Joe Elliott, lead singer Def Leppard. Yeah. Dickie Bird. Dickie Bird! Umpire, and me. <laughs> Professional Yorkshire, all chatting about like Yorkshire, and I tell you, I've never been in the, I've never been in the company of a man that looked as cool as Sean Bean, and I thought, was he really great? Yeah, you know, sharp sort of sharp suit, sharp shirt and tie, really the part, and quite like probably one of the most intimidating people I've met. I've met a lot of MPs, not overly, but just in the sense that when you hear that voice quite a person I tell you what if I'm ever down one of the things I love to watch <laughs> is that does it get the viral thing have you not seen it of, of, of seen being just saying bastard no have you seen it I must do oh, that google it it I will. is so funny if you are ever down Sean being That's the saying thing to bastard do. right it is God. just very very funny Beautiful. Now I've not yeah. heard that. Oh, you must look, check it out. Check it out. I really liked him in the last gym. Talking to Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to the, the last gym in McGovern. Oh, what yeah. What was it called? The one where he was the priest. Oh, God, yes. What was it called? And he God. was really good in that. And that's the first time he's kind of played a, a very different yeah. character. But he was really, but he he looked quite dirty in it as well. He wouldn't yeah, put yeah. him down the sexy. I know, I know the fit. I know well, the, sexy in a kind of priest. Yeah, in the priest way. Unkempt sort of yeah. way. Can't think of the life, but I do remember it. 
Yeah, anyway, yeah. we're off yeah. 80s music. Right. Now, the format for this podcast is that basically we've got no idea. Yeah. I mean, just to remind people, we yeah. don't actually really know each other. We don't. And so, How many, got, is this the third time we've this met? This is the third time we've met. <laughs> oh, no, fourth. Well, I suppose, yeah, fourth. Fourth, but the first time first we met time was we in met a radio studio. Was we didn't really studio. have the time to talk. No, and as the host had been taken ill yes. on the day, so we had to. We had to sort of rise to the occasion yeah, and chat. Yeah, that's true, yeah. And so that's how we, and then we, we went, sort of bantered, didn't we? Then we went for a coffee. Yes. And then we met for the third time and recorded the first podcast. Yes. So this is the fourth time. This is the fourth. This is bonkers. It we is, Because really. we do just bat two peas in a pod somebody wrote, didn't they? they Which I did. thought was quite nice. I did like that, yeah. I did like that. So, so and basically, we don't even know before we start what we're going to talk no. about. But the format at the moment is that you've just bought a bag of goodies... Of 80s memorabilia, and we're just gonna and we just pick it out. So, without further ado, we can we do it? I'll just tell you something else. Yeah, yeah, of course, we started with what have you been up to? So, uh, I went on the hen weekend last weekend to Malta, and um, as part of this hen weekend, there was 14 of us on this hen weekend. Unfortunately, I can't show videos of this because we had a deal which was no videos or photographs when people were in bikinis, yes, um, (laughs) which was which was quite good. But, um, we went, uh, we got had a private boat as part of this thing. So we spent all of Sunday on this private boat. Anyway, someone had Spotify, so it came through the speakers because it was private boat, we had our own music. And at one point I went up on the front of this boat where we were all lying out and it was really quite amazing. And uh, Rio by Duran Duran. Oh, there was nothing I could do at this point. I then tried to make a video of myself, but I had to make sure that I didn't get anyone else in the video because the deal was no, no, no. video of anyone else in the swimming suit. So uh, I'm there uh, trying to hold on to this boat as it's moving in. Trying to hold on to my phone, get a video which doesn't make me look too rubbish in my swimsuit, <laughs> but also doesn't get anybody else in. But you can also tell that we're on the boat as they were all singing along to Rio. It was rather marvellous. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Duran Duran, quick Duran Duran yeah, story. First time I saw Duran Duran, in fact, the only time I saw Duran, they supported Hazel O'Connor at Lancaster University. Yeah. And all the little, it was a Saturday. Was Hazel O'Connor, was that? It's breaking Glass. Breaking Glass. Well, who did It's a Toya. Mystery? Toya. Seen Toya. Oh, I always get the set, those two confused. Married to Robert Fripp, Toya, isn't she? Yeah. Very trendy. Mm. Hazel O'Connor, it was a Saturday night in Lancaster, Lancaster University. All the teenage punks, this was their first sort of teenage opportunity to go along and spit at people. <laughs> <laughs> and and the first band they saw was Duran Duran. Yeah. And so all these kids thought they must be a punk band because they thought they perceived Hazel O'Connor as yeah. to be a big punk. Big thing in Lancaster Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. A, a punk a punk party, we we'll all go along. And I remember Simon Lebon after the third song stopping and going, Little boys, do you not know it's rude to spit? And he's quite an imposing guy, Sam. He's a big lad. Could he actually sing though? Because he was notorious for not being able to oh, sing. Oh no, no, he could. He was early day. I mean, they they they, they uncled with Planet Earth, or well, in fact, they sang it twice, I think. Yeah. But debut, you know, they're debut British. So tour. he said, "Yeah, no, but little said, boys, little boys." And did little, they stop? They did. Yeah. They, they, were, they were sort of taken aback, and then they all started spitting for Hazel O'Connor, but Hazel O'Connor was dire. <laughs> But I had one of these moments. I'm not sure to tell this story because a friend of mine that it's about might listen to this podcast and might fall out with oh, me. They wouldn't fall out with you. Uh, but I'll tell it. So um, I was uh, with some friends and, and um, he hadn't heard the David Sylvian. Yeah. God. So I'm, what do you mean you haven't heard the David Sylvian? So uh, 
you know, it's a little bit younger yeah, yeah. and um, not British, so that's probably Possibly. why. And uh, so I got a picture up of David Silverman, and do you know what he said? He went, he looks like Nick Rhodes. <gasps> My like, word. No, Nick Rhodes looked like David, David Silverman. That's it. <laughs> do you not get it? That's what Nick Rhodes had built his whole, whole life career on. Look, on David Silverman. Whole Stone. life. Having said that, I, okay, uh, as, a, as a teenage Durrani, which obviously yeah. of a certain age yeah, I was yeah, yeah. before I became a goth, um, I used to really fancy John Taylor, right? He yes. was my one. Um, and then I saw him about two years ago on The One Show, right? I'll tell you what, he he's either had a lot of work or he's aged really well because he he's still looked... Still Oh, my God, he was so gorgeous. I'm, I know, mean, most, mostly you look at people as they get old, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, but, but, oh, he, my God, John Taylor looked still way apart. better. No, no. Way better. Way better. Good Way for him. Better. So good on you, John Taylor. Good obviously. on you, John yeah. Taylor. Yeah, you made a middle-aged woman very happy <laughs> when, you, <laughs> when you were on the way. <laughs> <laughs> right, what right. have we got in the bag? I have no idea. I just gathered some stuff. We're going to shake up the bag. Right. So we, oh, I can see we've got we, we've, we've got, got an, tapes, an array. We've got pictures. We've got. You've also got some singles. Yes. Some seven-inch singles of you today. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. We've got some tickets. I have no oh, idea I've got a card. All oh, right, I've no idea. Oh, oh! I think that's Kirsty McCall. It is Kirsty McCall. Kirsty McCall. Walking down Madison. Oh. So it's the album Kirsty McCall uh, Landlady. When I well, how sad. I know. And do you know what we were talking about, Kirsty McCall, when she came on? Um, I tell you why it was because on the Spotify we we're on this boat, right? Yeah. It's Thirty-five degrees. And for some reason, it kept playing us Christmas songs. God. Which was so bizarre. So the first Christmas song that came on was Fairy Tale in New York. Yeah. So, of course, we were all talking about Kirsten McCall because she died in a boating accident, didn't she? And it's a really sad. Bring it back to Colin because brother, Neil and Callum McCall. Yeah. Um, it's Callum that was closest friends with Colin Vercombe. And when, so he had the loss as well of... Both Colin, yeah, and Kirsten. and and his sister, and God, he, yeah, he, Callum. They were at the uh, they were at the uh, you know the the sort of funeral. They had a big celebration. So Steve Lily White that she was married to. Yes, it was. Yeah. It was. But you look at some of the, the beauty of this, and we we talked about this last issue, is that we pick out a a, a piece. Tell and you what, we should take a photograph of this and put it on our social media. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. But the beauty Which of it is, oh, it is Phil and Peg, art. Facebook, what is it? Why are we on Facebook? Well, you yeah, carry on, on talking and I'll have whilst I will, uh, Whilst I'll carry on talking, I know this is the type of stuff that other people do really well. <laughs> you normally do it really well when you're yeah, on Yeah, we are Phil and Peg. Uh, let's look, my pages now. It's, uh, yeah, we're Phil and Peg. You spin me right round. Yes. And our name is, uh, oh, we've got to create a name yet. Yeah. Right, we're better But we're that. working on <laughs> However, the beauty of this is that you can see who wrote all the tracks, who played on every tracks. And you remember when you used to get an album or a cassette, you used to, you used to ponder right through it. And I, I'm remembering some of this at the moment because on this track, the guests were part... Johnny Barr played in some Was of... Was he? Yeah, yeah, Johnny Marr played in some of these. Yeah. The drummer from Simple Minds, Mel Gaynor. Uh-huh, your favourite band, that. Simple yeah. Minds. Mark E. Nevin was in that and he was in uh that oh god boo yudin played i don't know it's got to be perfect marquina was it um that's um marquina he's got a uh, fairground attraction yes 
it'll come to me. The the, the, the uh, sort of lead singer yeah, uh, who I've she, seen. Oh, what was she called? Yeah, she played in Leeds. I can really see her now. I can see her now. I can picture um, her now. Amy, I've seen it. Ma- um, oh, it'll come to us in the room. I know, I know, I know. But but that Pino Palladino on bass, who I saw play with um, Paul Young. And so just an array... We talk Q-tips at some point. Oh, God, yeah, the Q-tips. So just classic. There are loads of really important musicians and, uh, there. And there's a lovely song here, Never Mentioned Love. Have you ever heard that no, by I don't Kirsten? Think I have. Oh, it's a lovely piece. Oh, so not often, um, not often sort of uh, heard because Kirsten McCall's, they, they always, you know, they'll play the sort of traditional stuff yeah. and stuff with the pogues and stuff like that. When I first moved to London, I remember in 1983, the first record I bought, because it was quite an iconic thing. On December the 27th was the 12 inch single of A New England right. that Billy Bragg had done yeah, previously. Yeah. Right. We'll get so on to Billy Bragg at some point. I'm oh, sure. most definitely. <laughs> Seeing him live. I saw him like the GLC days out in London, free concerts. Mm. What days they were. Another day. We'll save Billy Bragg for another day. We've got all that just from picking out the curtain we've got, and this is the electric landlady uh, cassette on Virgin, yeah. and she was a real class act, brilliant singer. I have to say, you know, a brilliant, brilliant singer, and I mean, I could see some of the little black and white photographs over there, just such a great look and a kind of great yeah. atmosphere about If ever I went on Stars in Your Eyes, I think I'd do Kirsten. Would you? Oh, yeah. God. So some people have told me. I mean, I sing quite a lot, and um, do you? Yeah, and, and and actually, I really like to sing blues and gospel, even though it's not my kind of music, because that generally yeah. matches my voice. But if I'm just not singing that, if I'm just normal singing, some people tell me I sound quite like Kirsten McCall. Oh, wonderful! That's a lovely mm. thing. Yeah, she was a lovely singer. She was a real lovely talent singer. and real all talent. That, you know, Yeah, just some of the uh, beautiful people, and also just part of a whole sort of time in history. And, yeah, uh, totally, totally. Yeah. Oh, there we and go. And a movement. Yeah, come on, let's let's get another one. Yeah, let's get another one on roll now. Let's see what else there is. Okay. Oh, what have we got? I don't know who this is. Who is it? Big Bamboo. Oh, Big Bamboo. Do I you know? have no idea who they are. Oh. I'm quite liking the bloke's glasses, but I've they no idea who they are. They were a really brilliant two-piece, little bit rockabilly, and they, they, in the in the 80s, they were mm. absolutely typical of a band that nearly made it. And right. they've got a song Where called from, do you know? Shooting From My Heart. I think they're a London band. But they had a song, Shooting From My Heart. And if you download one piece of music, that'll be it. And when I was playing, uh, when I was getting stuff ready for this podcast, out of all the piece of music, I found this. And it was the one that I'd totally forgotten about, this yeah. brilliant piece of music. And the track shooting from my heart is absolutely classic. I forgot making classic.
And it's, was it a hit? Or no, it's just a real sort of marginal. Might have gone to the sort of like, you know, might have just reached the top 50. Yeah. No one would have heard of it. But it was, you know, the album Fun, Faith and Fair Play. And I'm doing that piece where you say, you know, who, who, who would they sort of yeah. thank or who were they on it? And I can't find anyone that you would sort of recognise, which we normally do. Yeah. But they were just, they had a really sort of, really sort of sharp look, you know. Uh, no, they look pretty good. Let's, let's just sort of describe them. They're quite good. Two young <clears throat> lads. Um, one's got a bit of a David yeah. Tennant sort of look. Yeah. And the other one's got a bit of a quiff. and um, Bit of a look like the kind of Lotus, Lotus Eaters part of thing. Yeah, that look. type of back. But, oh, shooting from my heart. Well, I'll, I'll just... Okay, we'll have to download that. It is a beautiful piece of music. Yeah, yeah. Really beautiful piece of music. Yeah, he's, I see what you mean about it. He's saying, even saying here, who engineered... Yes, Who totally. engineered the tracks and who's playing on stuff and who's done the arrangements. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, we, we don't get that anymore. It is, I, I do find that depressing that I don't... I mean, I read a lot of books on Kindle as well, right? Yeah. And I've no idea who's written any of them. You don't and at you, all. And it's just a bit rubbish, really. I, but, you know, even with my favourite bands that I like, now, I mean, I don't actually know the names of... <coughs> No. So many of the songs on recent albums, I don't actually know what the songs are called. No, you don't. You don't know that. You were talking about that. In the last podcast, mm. you talked about an album flow. Track yeah. one, track two, yeah, track yeah. three, and the beauty and the timing that went yeah. into that and how one should sort of flow into another. It was a, uh, it was a beauty. Um, at the same time of we pulling out, you, we, one of the things that fell out was the Waterboys ticket. Yeah. For me seeing the Waterboys. And I saw the Waterboys very recently. Yeah. At uh, Manchester Bridgewater Hall. Yeah. Very traditional, lovely venue, beautiful acoustic. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the last time I went to the Bridgewater Hall, well, other than I think that, I only know two Waterboy songs, obviously, <coughs> Hole of the Moon, and what's the other one? Do, 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 Maybe A Girl Called Jai or Fisherman's do, do, Blues. Do, do, do. Very. Um, uh, and there was, a, there, there was a song from. Very, very folky. Anyway, I'll come back to me. Um, I t- there was a there was a track that they recorded that was featured in the film About Time. Right. Um, starring Bill Nighy, that was only on the other mm. week, and that was called How Soon Will I Love You. Right. And other people have recorded it, so it's quite a famous track. But yeah, Fisherman's Blues, Girl Called Johnny, Hole in the Moon, um, and which that were their encore tracks basically. Yeah. Um, so you were basically have to sit through the whole of the rest of the gig. Had to sit the whole to of the rest of the gig to sing. Yeah. Do you know that the thing that disappointed me most was um, the how they just ambled on stage at the start. One of the great things I love about live gigs mm. is the the opening moment when the, the, the lights up. go down, yep. bump, and you go, and the sort of concert yeah. music plays in, and bump, the you know the, the band come on in, in like in hysteria or really yeah. great countdown. What's the what's the sort of and I'll tell you, Mark. What's the best sort of live gig opening? Um, that you can remember or, or that you've seen? I saw Spice Girls once and they arrived oh, did in a spaceship. That Spice Girls. That is. Mm. Um, I have um, two of my favourites. One was sort of quite recently last year, but one in the, in the early 80s, The Pretenders. Yeah. Manchester Apollo. And they were, they came on, lights went out, and it was John Carpenter music theme from Halloween. And it just fitted perfectly. All the lights out, lights sort of flashing around, and the crowd just got more and more excited, more and more excited. And boom, big lights, the band were on. And it was Chrissy Hine, James Honeyman Scott, sadly departed. 
the bass player, I think, as well, sadly departed, and the drummer is the only one that's sort of still part of it. The support to the Pretenders were the flying Padavanis, though. I thought you were going to say the flying pickets then. You would think the flying Brian, pickets. Brian, whatever, he died recently, didn't he? Yeah, he um, did, one Brian, of the flying pickets. What's, what's his name? Oh, God. He had great sideboards. Yeah, he did. It reminded me of Brian Alka-Seltzer, but it's not them. No, He's the Stray Cats. No, Brian. not Stray Cats, on it? Henry Padovani is very famous for being the police's Pete Best. Oh, okay. He was booted out of the police. And I think it was Andy Summers came in mm. to replace him. Right. And then the police started. So Henry Padovani off the Flying Padovani. I've got the single that he recorded with the yeah. police. Was he a, bit, a bitter man? I think so, yeah. yeah. Well, he would have to be. Called, it was quite good. It's quite a punky track, very punky, called Fallout yeah. by the police. With uh, Sting on vocals and Henry Padovani on guitar. Right, yeah. And then, yeah, he's now gone. Oh. So the Flying Padovani's. Mm. But yeah, that was the best opening was that. And then the other best opening to a live show was Arcade Fire last year at Wembley well, everybody says they're amazing oh, live. They're brilliant. I've seen them twice live. say they are great live. Saw them at Wembley Arena last they do? year. They had a boxing ring, so they'd set up the gig, as a bo- and it was in the round at Wembley Arena, yeah. so it was one of the best gigs because everybody could see. The screens above the ring were on four sides all the way yeah. around. Lights went out, and they came out with the hoods and the boxing, and they were doing the sort of boxing, shadow, mm. shadow boxing. Yeah all the way in, up the stage, supported by bouncers walking them through, but Great. chatting to everyone. Yeah, yeah. And it really sort of got the audience wowed up and then sort of just straight into mm. the uh, opening track. So I'm going to tell you a story about another entrance, which I can't put into yeah, something yeah. like that, or Spice Girls appearing in a, <laughs> in a spaceship, but was pretty good. And I also noticed you brought a seven-inch Human yes. League single with you. <sighs> so let's just talk Human League yes. for a little bit. So... Oh, it was. It must have been. I'm trying to think when it was. It must have been a good 15 years ago. I went to see the Human League, and it was before all these kind of nostalgia tours had started, right? So I think it was the first time they toured or played. This tour was mm. the first time they played live for years, right? So we had no idea what they were going to look like. Yes. It was at Maestros in Bradford. All right, Maestros in Bradford. Yeah. Hell. Yeah, I know that. I mean, that's been anyway. So we're all in there, right? And everybody's like, "Whoa, what? What are they going to look like?" But of course, there was only two questions on anybody's lips. One is, "He still got the crooked yes. hair, yeah, and still got long hair." And two, "What on earth are those girls going to look like?" Yes. <laughs> and I think one of them's aged really well and one of them hasn't. So, anyway, so the first track they did was uh, Being Boiled. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which he just sings on his own. Version of, which is on this track that is I've it? got. Yeah, oh, yeah. wow. So and it's course, not the original, but... But Being Boiled is a great, a really great track. Anyway, so uh, Phil Oakey comes out um, and he's got skinhead. Yes. Right? And everyone's like, oh, that's a bit weird. Phil Oakey's got a skinhead. Do you know what I mean? But after a bit, you know, as soon as he... And he actually had... You know, you were saying that Arcade Fire came out with... um, Yes. Hoods and stuff yeah, on. Yeah, he, yeah. he had a hood on as well to do being being boiled, and he then took it off, which is all part of what's his hair like, obviously. <laughs> um, and then after we write, oh, that's fair enough. He's probably I don't know by this point maybe fifty or something. You know, yeah. I have no idea what the timing was. But we're all just like, oh, come on, get these girls on, get the girls on, because the thing that it's a bit like bears in Happy Mondays, and the thing about <laughs> thing about Human League is they were notorious that those two couldn't yeah, sing. That's right. And I have to say that wasn't fair. No, no, one of them has got a really good. Voice. really well yes when we're in this gig so that wasn't fair but that was the rumor always wasn't it was that they couldn't sing yeah 
But Human League wouldn't have worked without them. No, not at all. Would not have worked without them. Anyway, so they came out. And it did, and I can't remember which is, but it did feel like one of them was kind of propping the other one up. Yeah. And one of them was sort of doing really, really well, and the other one... Doing all the vocals and hitting them not kind of fared so well. But when they came out, it was so exciting. It was just so exciting because it's it's funny, that whole dynamic of a band. Yeah, totally. Do you know what I mean? Because Phil Oakey is a seriously good singer, clearly Mm. very talented bloke. He's muscled up a bit now, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. You know, and he and he's fared well and yeah. everything, but it needs the girls. Oh, totally, you can't do it without them. And you see, I remember because I've seen I've seen the two incantations of the the Human League. Right. What did you see them when they were seven or? So whatever? I, when no, the, I Martin was, was yeah. Them. So I saw the original Human League because mm. there's two versions of Being Boiled. Being Boiled was the first Human League track. Was it? Yeah, and I remember I saw them at Manchester University, and this gig was quite funny because the guys at the back was very they were sort of very futuristic in the sense of the original four had um had sort of how can i put it they used to use backdrops of like black and white thunderbird images and stuff like that which was massively ahead of its Mm. time and the and the guy at the back who was controlling this was part of the band didn't do everything else but looked after the lights as well that was part of his job in the band in the band and the, so Phil Oakey takes his jacket off to put a track down, puts it over the front light at yeah. the end. Guy at the back in the band sees this, turns all the lights forward, sets fire to Pete <laughs> Phil Oakey's jacket <laughs> in the gig. Nearly evacuated, but didn't. Phil Oakey, seriously unhappy. I think that's how the British Electronic Foundation and Heaven 17 formed on the back of this on track. The back of that, because they, was, yeah, that was... Because they split up shortly after that. <laughs> So that was his first. That was the first time. And this, the, this is the, the, the this. So this has got a sort of gatefold on it. It has, it? and this was one of the limited edition when they were trying to push through Holiday singles. 80. They made them a <gasps> gatefold. Oh, no, I'm thinking the Sisters of Mercy. Yeah, Marianne, no, no, yeah. this is a different version. Is this a different? Is it the same song or different? No, different, different completely song? different song. Right, Brilliant I don't know song. any of this. Obviously, it's got Being Boiled, one yeah. called Dance Fish. Marianne, Marianne was the single. Yeah, uh, it was a Holiday EP, which. Because it was gatefold, it mm. mainly got it pushed people into to get into the charts, and then it just became a single, pure single, rather yeah. than being you know, a double single. Not not unlike the other one that I've got. So going on fifteen years, no, it was it was, must have been about ooh, 10, 20, 10, 12 years ago, maybe a bit more. I saw the Human League, and the reason I saw the Human League, I went to interview Dollar. Dollar, Dollar. Now, don't wait a minute. David Van Day and Therese Bazaar. Therese Bazaar. What was their big hit? I want to hold your hand or something? I could tell you everything about it. I could right, do a save dollar, dollar because I could we're do a on dollar 30 special. minutes already. And, but this was the second time I saw them. Yeah. And Isn't he become a Tory councillor? Well, he might. Do you know he I might? think he's No, he has, he has, yes. Yeah, he's really I thought he went Phil Oakey. David Van Dyke has become a Tory councillor. Well, he didn't stand for leadership of the Tory no, party. He didn't. Though. No, he did No, no. He, 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 he might yeah. one of the few that he'd mm. probably done quite well. But what happened was it was a big 80s party gig and it had Visage were played oh, before he passed Visage. away. Uh, the was it Steve? Steve, Steve, Steve Strange. Steve Strange. Yeah. Steve Strange of Visage. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was looking well. That's got one of the best beginnings of oh, the song. Yeah. That has got a fabulous beginning. Yeah. 
Mag- Mag- the seconds. Magazine will bring part of Lou. Seconds has got, talking of great beginnings, yes. to songs, because it's not, not yeah. the introduction to a gig, but yeah. Seconds has got oh, a great, fantastic, fantastic intro. Oh, yeah, and it just goes straight yeah. in, you're, That's it. you're in that atmosphere. Absolutely. So they had all the first bit, and they were all mates of Craig Bogan, Orchid Images was there. And then there was the tour bus for the Human League, at completely separate, yeah. completely separate from everyone else. because well, they were just too famous. Wouldn't mix, yeah, wouldn't mix with anyone else. And so, yeah, the first half of the show, that everyone was getting along very matey, very matey, break, and then they all went off. Curtain came across backstage, because I had backstage access. Human League guys came on, and they did a really good set. But they were re- really sort of, everyone was very sort of sniffy towards the Human League oh. on the back of that. So. Don't uh, like stories like that. I know, they? I know. But, you know, it's just, I suppose though, they, they were thinking they were on a different level. They did a good gig. So, you know Great what? Great band though. The Great band. Louise, band. let's just finish. Let, Louise. Yeah. Another great yes. life on your own. Life on your own. Um, uh, I I used to like fifty. Um, oh, what was the uh, tall, tall, tall Empire State Human? Empire State Human. What a track! I don't know that one. Do I you not? Know. Oh, that was the that was the, the original for them. And then okay. and then I'm only human. Yeah, I'm only human. That was great. Track. That drum. Who was yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the you know the drum um, bass? So uh, Human League um, Mirror Man. Mirror Man. Was one of the first was one of the first singles I ever bought. God, Not yeah. it wasn't the, the first single I ever bought. It was actually Voulez Vu and Angel Eyes Double Side by Ablo. Double Side, um, side. But uh, Mirror Man again. But I then uh, I had my my the first time I ever had my heart broken was during Mirror Man. Was it? No, was it Mirror Man? No, I think it might have been Don't You Want Me. It might have been that Christmas that it was Don't You Want Me. Oh, I might have been. That I think it was that Christmas, Christmas that it was Don't You Want Me. And I had my heart broken for the first time by someone who didn't want me. Hey. I know, it's terrible, isn't That's it? Really this is the, sad. the same person who had the theatre of eight tattoo. I remember. Do you remember there was a, there oh was God, a scene? Oh, God, was so good looking. Oh, I can still see it. <laughs> but still, I, but you, you he just really broke yeah, yeah. my heart. Do you remember going back, we'll bring it back to the Human League, yeah. like, just as they broke? Because <laughs> no one thought they'd make it. And their first release as the, with the girls. Do you remember that song? Sound of the Crowd. Sound of the Crowd. Get around I remember, town. See, I remember seeing them on top of the box. They had big, yeah. big sort of 50s dresses on. And they used to do yeah, their arms in the sideways move, clicking yeah. their fingers. And of course, no one danced sideways. No, no, no. We went forwards and backwards. We off. Never sideways. And there was these two girls with these kind of weird hair. And, and it, yeah, exactly. And everyone thought... Great song, Sound <clears> of the Crowd. It was, but, but it didn't quite... It only sort of got to the out... Was, and of course, Phil Oakey's hair was really yes. weird. <clears throat> oh, totally. But they were like... It just scraped the top 30. Did it? Crowd. Did it? But Dare was such a massive oh, album. Oh, it was? Yeah. Absolutely huge oh, album. I know. I know. Incredible. That things, that ma- things that dreams are made of. I yeah. like that one a lot. Yeah. And of course, Seconds is on Dare, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it is. But yeah, Sound of... But they were like... that. They nearly sort of split off after the one single because they weren't... Didn't quite... Gosh. Didn't quite get there. Well, thank goodness they didn't because oh, they no. did go on, as you say, great, you know, human, uh, life on your own... Oh, so, um, yeah, they went on to and, and Lebanon. Lebanon, Lebanon was weird because that's kind of quite rocky for them, kind of 
bit guitar based. And then, and then he went off and did Together in Electric Dreams. Dreams with Georgia Moroda. Georgia Moroda. We, we could talk about for Georgia hours, Moroda. I'm sure. So we've got enough topics for us to keep another. We we've have. Got dollar stories. We've got dollar, We've got yeah. Georgia Moroda. I was going to start talking about the Lightning Seeds and other God, Liverpool yeah. bands. I couldn't believe them, but we're going to save them as well. I'll tell you a 30 second echo in the bunny. Yeah, go on. Which might be a nice place to end. The funniest name for support group. Okay. And it links into a Peter Powell story and a Simple Minds story. But on the Thursday before I saw Simple Minds at BBC, I went to Echo and the Bunnyman. The support act for the for Echo and the Bunnyman at the time were called Now is the Time, Forget the Whimpering Child, Become the Warrior. What? That was the name that of the band? That was the name of the band. The longest and the most ridiculous <laughs> name I've ever heard. I'm going to say it again because I can. I, I'm yeah, one yeah, of the few people again. that remember. Say it again. And they even put commas in. Now is the time. Forget the whimpering, forget the whimpering child, become the warrior. All in one. That is the most stupid name for a oh, band terrible, ever. Terrible name. Terrible. Of course, there's a there's an album name that I'm, I'm not going to say because it's really obscene. Right? <laughs> All I'll say is so. This is the the worst name for an album ever. It was by a band called Flux and Pink Indians. Flux and Pink Indians. I can remember the band. It was a, it was an album it. about the police. Oh yes. <laughs> Yeah, I know exactly. And it's got too many obscenities. Too many in it, obscenities in, in it. In one word, yeah. Man alive! I remember getting caught one night in the middle of the night, going for an outside walk with a friend of mine, uh, and uh, he had a copy of that album. We got stopped <laughs> in his car, and he got. We had a copy of that album in the boot. God, you you could get done for all. I know. I know. Anyway, anyway, there we go. We're going to stop here. I think it's a really good time to start. We are at 39, which was around about last time. Oh, God. Bang on. How much rubbish is in our brains? (laughs) Right, we'll do it another time. So we'll get it out there. We'll get uh, it out there. And basically, anyone who does listen and makes it this far, send us your stories. We want want to hear stories, don't we? We We want to hear stuff. Come on. Good friend from Down Under was sort of in contact. So, yeah, Yeah. send us your stories. We'd love to hear from you. Um, Yeah, so you've got a friend from Down Under. We might try and see if we can get a link up to this. Yeah. Yeah, oh, definitely. Definitely. Cool. Yeah, if you want to come on, let us know. Look forward to it. Okay. See you soon.